At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome into hour number two of the Pro Football Blitz. Going over the week two Sunday card, Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. I am live in Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. James checks in via Denver, Colorado, and we are checking on Sunday night football throughout the program. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in Baltimore taking on the Ravens, and they are through one quarter of football, just about to kick off the second quarter there. The Chiefs are in possession of the ball and the lead, currently 14-7. to The live line on the game is currently Chiefs favored by 6.5, and your total continues to come down a little bit. Got as high as 68.5, now currently at 64.5. 21 points put up in just the first quarter alone here so far in Baltimore. And before we went to break there, James, I don't know if you saw this, but that snap got away. The Ty- Tyron Matthew intercepted Lamar Jackson in the end zone, brought it out to about, I, I think it was about the 18-20 yard line. They started on offense, and a snap got away from Mahomes, and he had to retrieve it all the way back near his own end zone. He was about to be sacked, and he just kind of chucked the ball aside but it looks like they have called that intentional grounding. I'm not positive what the call was, but here it's third and 39 for the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're backed up all the way almost into their own end zone, about the one-yard line where they start on offense in the second quarter. That's the first mistake we've seen from the Chiefs as far as the botched snap. He was in the shotgun, kind of a high snap, and 
first mistake, and we don't typically see, I think when you think about playing the Kansas City Chiefs, those opponents, they have to play almost flawlessly. And right now, you mentioned Lamar Jackson getting intercepted for the second time by the Honey Badger, and really, he he disguised the coverage. He made it look like, I don't know if he was trying to play a robber coverage or what it was, but he jumped back to the post, and it was really a bad read by Lamar Jackson. And right now, Lamar Jackson, we talked about you know being a competitor and, and a tremendous athlete and a player that he is, but also... Psyche and, and confidence can be a bit fragile. Right now, looking at Lamar Jackson's line score, 3 of 7 for 24 yards and 2 interceptions, especially that last one where it was just a really poor read by Lamar and Honey Badger pointing at his head. We talked about him coming back and really being a great influence and a confidence boost to that secondary because he has such great football instincts. Hence, that play right there was tremendous instincts and a great play by Honey Badger. Yeah, if I'm John Harbaugh, I'm telling him to run the ball every time. Forget pass in the ball. They've had great success running the ball against that Kansas City uh, defense, not so much through the air. But uh, the Kansas City Chiefs do punt the ball back to the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson and company will start on offense. Once again, the live line ticks to 7.5 in favor of Kansas City, and the total ticks up to 65.5. Baltimore starting this offensive possession at about their own 35-yard line. Let's take a look at some of the games that have concluded on this Week 2 Sunday, James, and I'll start with the Patriots and the Jets. The Patriots bounce back after losing to the Miami Dolphins with a 26-6 victory over the New York Jets. They did so as six-point favorites. The game stays well under the total. And the number two overall pick in the draft, Zach Wilson, the quarterback for the New York Jets, he threw four interceptions in the game, and that turned into 16 New England points. The Jets they had more total offense, more first downs, and more edge, or they had the edge in time of possession over New England as well. So those interceptions were absolutely really the story of this ballgame, James. I think Zach Wilson has put himself in the record books. You mentioned the four interceptions for the game. He was picked off on the first two attempts that he had and was third interception came on the first five attempts that he had. I think that's the quickest anybody has thrown three interceptions in any game is for the first five attempts. And, you know, we've seen it before with Bill Belichick. I think his record now improves as the head coach for New England over the last 20-plus years, being there 22-6 and six against rookie quarterbacks. And, you know, they're going to disguise coverage. You're going to see that. We're seeing all these rookie quarterbacks and whatever talent they have coming into the season – big step from college to the pros and now you're thinking about how you're going to be schemed week in and week out and nobody's better at doing that than Bill Belichick versus rookie quarterback so yeah unfortunate situation for Zach Wilson with those interceptions put them behind and I think on the other side with Mac Jones you know played a very efficient game was 22 out of 30 throwing the football 186 yards they're not asking him to go win football games it's we're going to compete on the defensive end are the Patriots we'll run the football here and then you can make the right throws make the right reads, will put you in positions to be successful and move the chains. And I think that's where, you know, somebody like Mac Jones, very polished quarterback, Zach Wilson, different program. But, you know, not only is it about the talent coming out, but think about the situations that these guys go into. And what would the situations look like if it was, if Mac Jones and it was reversed and Mac Jones was playing for the New York Jets? There's a reason why it was the number two overall pick. So it was a terrible football team, Brady. We know the Jets were awful. So if you have, have put Mac Jones on that team and you have Zach Wilson on the other side, I'm not sure. I kind of like Mac Jones better as a player than I do Zach Wilson. There's better, I think, they, as far as the arm strength and the things he can do with the football and his athleticism, I think Wilson is a better player from that perspective. But I think Mac Jones is more poised and more polished. So 
So what a fortunate situation for him to go in and play with a team like New England, the coaching staff that they have there. Uh, Mac Jones, very good game today. And Zach Wilson, unfortunately for him, booed off the field by the New York Jets fan faithful at the end of the fourth quarter. 12 minutes left in the second quarter in Baltimore. The Kansas City Chiefs maintaining a 14-7 lead over the Ravens, and they force Baltimore to punt. They will start on offense again at about their own 11-yard line, I believe. Again, 12 minutes left in the second quarter, 14-7 Chiefs. Uh, About the Jets-Patriots game, James, you know, when you throw four interceptions, and if you're the New England Patriots, I would think they should have capitalized more on that, only scoring 16 points off of that. I have to give some credit to the Jets' defense. They forced New England to kick four field goals. I think that's maybe a positive you can take away if you're a Jets fan. And I, I don't think New England ran the ball very well. I, I'd li- I really like the offensive line coming into the season for the New England Patriots. They're finally healthy, and there's some veteran veteran players on that line that they were able to got Brown back again. And I just thought this was going, although he did, I don't think he played today. I think he was inactive today. But but I, I think for the Patriots, it, it's still a work in progress, and I think they're going to be conservative. You have a rookie quarterback there in Mac Jones, and we're not going to expand the playbook right now for McDaniels. We're going to really dial it back, keep you in positions where you can be successful 22 out of 30 again no interceptions didn't throw any touchdowns this is not a very explosive offense to begin with not a lot of playmakers on the outside James White had the most targets today and most receptions for New England coming out of the backfield he's a great receiver out of the backfield is James White but that you don't want that to be your featured receiver but I think it's just game plan right now manage the game we're not trying to blow people out here let's keep the confidence we talked about confidence we talked about the confidence right now with Lamar Jackson not sure where the head is for Zach Wilson He's going to have those rookie headaches and going to be very fragile with his confidence, especially after throwing four interceptions. Right now, Mac Jones, this is a tailor-made style of play for him. You don't have to go win football games for us here. It's not about your name. We've got plenty. It's about the coaching staff, for one, with the New England Patriots. And I think right now, uh, being able to bounce back, did not finish the game last week against the Dolphins. But here, just trying to do what they can to win and move on, and that's exactly what they did. The Patriots host the New Orleans Saints in Foxborough next week, a battle of one-and-one teams. The line over the summer was New Orleans favored by a point. We'll see where that comes out. The Jets, they're in in your neck of the woods next week, James. They will take on the Denver Broncos in the Broncos' home opener. And the the over-the-summer line on this one was the Broncos favored by five-and-a-half. I imagine that is going to see some change. I imagine the Broncos will be bigger favorites than that. After what we've seen out of the Jets the past two weeks, the Broncos, by the way, 2-0. and Let's look at the 49ers and the Eagles. The 49ers are 2-0 and on the season, winning two straight games on the road, just like the Denver Broncos. And this was a game, really, with Philadelphia that was dominated by defense, but the Niners' offense got it going in the second half. Jimmy Garoppolo had 189 yards passing. The team rushed for 118 yards on the ground. They won the game 17-11, to but it was really just kind of a methodical, grinded-out defensive effort by San Francisco, and I thought it was pretty impressive for, the, uh, for them to go into Philadelphia and get this victory. And that was going to be that physical football game. And I think for the 49ers, they want to run the football. Unfortunately for them, suffered a couple more injuries to that. They already lost Mostert last week in Detroit. And now I think both Jermichael Hasty went out. Trey Sermon, he had a rough hit, hit the ground hard on his head, got cracked pretty good. And I don't know how long he's going to be out. But now you're down two more running backs as well. I think I think Kyle Juszczyk, their fullback, went out of the game and did not return either. So that, you know, I think that's where Shanahan, 
hand, he wants to run the football, open up the play action, make it easy for Garoppolo to 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 make his reads and have a clean pocket because that running game is so stout. And what is this going to look like going forward for San Francisco and more injuries suffered? We we talked we we know what happened to them last year as far as the injury bug was concerned for the 49ers and now at least in the secondary for one and the running back position going forward this is going to be a challenge because they need they need depth they need to be able to run the football to put Garoppolo in places where he's going to be feel comfortable to throw the ball out of the pocket via play action but 22 out of 30 today no big plays really down the field again not turning the football over I think that's the key for Garoppolo that's what Shanahan wants to see let our defense keep us competitive we'll run the football and put you in short field situations you know third and short manageable throws just don't turn the football for us Jimmy G because we have a very competitive football team so yeah two two games on the road to start in Detroit and Philadelphia. Uh, good start for the 49ers coming out 2-0, and although not unscathed by the injury bug again. The Kansas City Chiefs have made their way to roughly midfield. They've got a first and 10 with about nine and a half minutes left to go in the second quarter, driving the ball again, getting closer to Ravens territory here, and they lead the ball game 14-7. The San Francisco 49ers will do their home opener next week with the Green Bay Packers coming to town. Uh, the Packers, of course, will be going on the road off of a short week, playing the Monday nighter, and San Francisco over the summer was made a five-point favorite in this game. The Eagles, they will travel within the division and will represent in Monday Night Football next week against the Dallas Cowboys, who will also be making their home opener, James. And the Dallas Cowboys were installed as six-and-a-half-point favorites over the summer in this game. I think maybe that is going to probably come down just a little bit. I don't think the Eagles look too awful today at all against a very good San Francisco team. And Dallas was, of course, very impressive in their win over the Los Angeles Chargers. We'll see what James' opinion is on that when we come back on the other side. As we roll along, continue to recap games from Sunday, look ahead to Week 3, and monitor Sunday Night Football on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, best bet emails on a daily basis, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to vsin.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only 22 bucks per month. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. And James, just to wrap a bow on the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers and where Philly is heading next week, Monday night in Dallas to face the Dallas Cowboys, a divisional matchup, the first one for each club out of the NFC East. And I said the summertime line uh, over at the Westgate was six and a half. And I wonder if that might tick down a little bit. Dallas has been very impressive for two weeks in a row, but I don't think Philadelphia has looked all that bad either. I wonder if six and a half maybe is a little high. We might see that line come in a little lower maybe for next Monday night. Potentially, and it's a division game. and We know division games that you're not looking past anybody when it comes to division, especially in the NFC East, Philadelphia, and, and the Cowboys. Those teams, long-standing rivalry. They don't like each other. Should be, I'm thinking about the number potentially come down. I think I was really impressed though, Brady, with Dallas. They played two high level in high level intensity games. Obviously the opener losing tight game, close game, last second field goal loss to the de- to the defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then you go on the road and playing the Chargers and now a lot of hype about the Chargers, how well they played last week, especially Justin Herbert. Dallas did a tremendous job on Herbert. I know if you just look at the stats, all right, he threw for over 300 yards, and he can make all the throws and stand big in the pocket, but there was a couple key interceptions, especially in that second half where they had an opportunity to to take the lead in a tie game, and great interception. They, They picked him off in the end zone, forced him into a bad throw. I was really impressed just from the competitive nature and the standpoint for the Dallas Cowboys because they're pretty nicked up right now, especially uh, not only on the offensive line, but their defensive pass rushers. Both of those, both their book and pass rushers were not available for that game today, and they're going to be out for a while now. So, yeah, I think from a divisional standpoint, love these kind of NFC East rivalries can probably typically tend to be kind of ugly games. One thing to remember here, unfortunately, for the Philadelphia Eagles, Brandon Graham, I think he blew his Achilles out. He is going to be lost for the season. That is the leader of that defense there. He and Fletcher Cox have been manning that left side of that defensive line for a decade. You know, Brandon Graham hasn't missed it. He's only missed one game in the last 10 years. So big loss for the Philadelphia Eagles, not only from the playmaking standpoint up front, 
front, but just from the leadership component that he brings on the field and in that locker room. That's going to be a big loss for the Philadelphia Eagles going forward. Lamar Jackson finds Hollywood Brown on a complete pass. That'll take it down to about the 30-yard line of the Kansas City Chiefs. They are at the seven-minute mark in the second quarter here. Still 14-7 to in favor of Kansas City over Baltimore. Baltimore with a good stop on defense, forced to punt out of Kansas City. They've got first and 10 now with under seven minutes left to go in the second quarter. The in-game spread has come down to six and a half in favor of Kansas City, and your total now to 58.5. So this thing creeping down ever so slowly as this game drags along a little bit offensively in the second quarter, and another complete pass for Lamar Jackson. Looks like they'll set up second and short here, getting close to the red zone in Kansas City territory. James, you and I were talking on the Pro Football Blitz on Saturday, and I mentioned that role reversal for teams. And we saw nine underdogs win outright in week one. And that set up a very good handicapping situation, in my mind, for week two. And that's when an underdog goes on the road and wins outright and then comes back the following week and is put into the role of the favorite. We saw all four of those teams fail to cover the spread today, and three of them lost outright. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they go on the road. They beat the Buffalo Bills as underdogs. They're favorites today. They lose outright to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Arizona Cardinals, they go on the road, win outright as an underdog. They're installed as a favorite today. They do not cover and really should have lost that game to the Minnesota Vikings if it wasn't for a missed field goal. The New Orleans Saints are on the road. They're a favorite today. They lose to Carolina outright. And then the Chargers, you're talking about that game with the Dallas Cowboys. Chargers go on the road, win outright as an underdog. As a favorite today, they lose outright as well. An interesting change of roles there. It kind of shifts the pressure on a team when you kind of exceed expectations in week one and then you have expectations in week two. I think for a team like Arizona, they were, I agree with you, Brady, they were fortunate to win that game today and they didn't cover the spread, but I think for Arizona, they already had some expectations coming in. I think for a team like New Orleans, Today's game was just really, just a really tough scheduling spot for New Orleans. Not only with the travel, they've been away from New Orleans for three plus weeks, living in Texas, working and and playing and and, and, and having a practice in 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 Texas, and now another road game for them, back to back road games, going against the team, a divisional game that. Second game at home for the Carolina Panthers. You mentioned all the injuries that are going on with New Orleans as well as the COVID situation that hit that coaching staff. So sometimes, yeah, we can think about, well, they've switched from the favorite now from the dog now to the favorite, but still, you got to look at the situations too. And I think certain situations can call for that, regardless of what the number was. I think the number was way out of price, overpriced as far as the New Orleans Saints were concerned. So I think it was a great spot for Carolina there, based on not only playing at home back to back, but all the issues that were going on for the New Orleans Saints. And then Jameis Winston, was he going to be able to repeat? That same performance, five touchdown performance with no interceptions last week against the Green Bay Packers and out-dueling Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback position. And not so much this week, Brady. Not a good performance from Jameis Winston. Not a good performance from the New Orleans Saints overall. Well, a pretty good performance for the Chicago Bears. I know that was a bet for you, James, and uh, you got it at a good number under a field goal. If you back the Cincinnati Bengals uh, on the opener when they were a three-point underdog, you got a push today. But Chicago beats the Bengals at Soldier Field 20-17, to your final. 
and now both teams are one and one to start the season. And uh, I thought this was a pretty good game for Chicago, a good bounce back effort. They did almost allow Cincinnati to come in uh, late in that game, but I thought the defense looked pretty good. I mean, obviously have another low scoring game here. They only allowed 17 points. Now the bad news for Chicago is Andy Dalton may be a little banged up and week three might be the time that we see Justin Fields in that starting role at quarterback for Chicago. Well, we saw Justin Fields for the starting role in that second half for Chicago when Dalton went down and very shaky out there was the young quarterback, Justin Fields, rookie quarterback. And we've seen that from all the rookies right now looking kind of shaky rolling into the NFL, but did not play with a lot of confidence, did not throw the ball very well and was not looking down the field. And so I think that really enabled Cincinnati to get back and try to play up tight once Justin Fields came in because Andy Dalton did a very good job, drove right down the first drive of the game, first possession of the game, go down, get a touchdown. And then he came up gimpy later in that sec in that first half and big switch there. But thinking about the other side for Joe Burrow, uh, struggles today for Joe Burrow going on the road. Now expectations for him getting a little higher great season before he got hurt last year was he going to be able to come back and be healthy looked healthy so far physically out there on the field not really running as much as he did last year uh so far this year but standing tall in the pocket however uh, had i think it was three straight interceptions three straight possessions that led to interceptions i think a couple of them returned for touchdowns or at least one was returned for a touchdown by the bears and that really flipped the momentum in that second half and it was the bears ability to get after joe burrow and puts a pressure on the young quarterback to force him into those turnovers on those three straight possessions but then with justin fields they weren't able to kind of squash that lead they had a 20 to 3 lead in that fourth quarter Quarter, and then it came down to a three-point game. And yeah, I was kind of sweating that for a little while there in the fourth quarter there, Brady, because Justin Fields, to be expected, rookie quarterback making really his first significant playing time out there this week, did not perform very well. Latavius Murray's in the end zone for the Baltimore Ravens, and it is now 14-13, to the extra point on the way from Justin Tucker, and that one is good. So we've got a tie ball game now in Baltimore, 14 apiece, and the live line adjusts to basically where it was all week. The Chiefs are now a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and your total now to 59-and-a-half. So all square at 14 apiece. You've got about four minutes left before halftime there in Baltimore. The Bills and the Dolphins. Wow, James, I talked about this on Saturday that I didn't really want any part of this game. There were so many different ways I could make a case for both sides, and you know, Buffalo extends its dominance over the Miami Dolphins. Now I believe it's seven straight wins over this club. 35 to nothing. They shut out Baltimore, or excuse me, they shut out Miami down in South Florida. You know, we had some rain, humidity, and it didn't matter for Josh Allen and company. That was a pretty impressive bounce back. Now, a lot of it had to do with the fact that Tua Tagovailoa had to leave that game early. It was on, uh, I believe, their second offensive series that he left the game with bad ribs. Yeah, he left the game early, second possession, and and really, I think it was this. It snowballed on the Dolphins. They they turned the ball over on downs. I think that's when he got hurt. Was then when they turned the ball over on downs, short field for the Bills, took advantage of it, scored a touchdown. 
Miami drives right back, turns the ball over inside the red zone, and the Bills were able to take advantage of the not only the turnovers, but a couple of short fields too. They got up to 14 to nothing pretty quickly in that game, and then it just kind of spiraled, and Miami made a few plays, but they couldn't execute down in the red zone, and Brissett is a totally different player. He's not the player that too is as far as his acumen to be able to move around in the pocket, and just a struggle when you have to go to your backup quarterback, and it just got away from him all day. Buffalo just throttled Miami and really saw no competitive spirit in that second half from the Dolphins. Both teams now at 1-1. One and one. Miami will visit the desert. They'll be here next week in Las Vegas to take on the Raiders, and the Buffalo Bills will host the Washington football team. We'll be right back in a moment on the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line totals and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way that vsin's here to help you make a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. This is the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. And Sunday Night Football is a tie ball game here between the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. We've hit the two-minute warning here in the first half. Kansas City currently on offense and trying to break the 14-14 tie. And they are currently six-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market. Your total now back up to 60-and-a-half. It had dipped down to 58-and-a-half. Got as high as 68-and-a-half. Right now, 60-and-a-half. And this is for a game that closed with a total of 53-and-a-half. James, let's go over some of the injuries that we uh, saw take place on Sunday in Week 2. We talked about Tua Tangavaloa in our recap there of the Bills and the Dolphins game, and also Andy Dalton when we spoke about the Bengals and the Bears. But I want to get to T.J. Watt uh, the standout defender for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He came out in the first half with a groin injury, and you made a great call. We talked a bit uh, about this on Saturday. A bet that you really liked was the under in the first half in that Raider-Pittsburgh game, and of course, Watt was in for that portion of the game, and, and sure enough, that game stayed under the total. The scoring really didn't start until the second half, and we thought maybe that would be the case with Las Vegas, coming off that huge emotional win on Monday night, having to travel across country. Well, that played out just the way you handicapped it, but T.J. Watt, not only did the Steelers lose the game, but we'll have to see if this uh, is a lingering groin issue going forward for their best defender. And that was crucial for the second half for the Raiders. When he went out, T.J. Watt goes down. We know what a tremendous pass rusher he is and how he, he just wrecked games. He totally wrecked that game against Josh Allen and the Bills up in Buffalo in week one. Uh, but that second half, it was a really clean pocket for Derek Carr. I think he, he had 263 yards passing and two touchdowns in that second half. They had to settle for three field goals in the first half. Weren't able to execute in the red zone and finish off drives. Well, they definitely did in the second half, and Derek Carr was pretty clean so so impactful just one player and I think anytime you're thinking about getting involved with live betting I don't think somebody like TJ Watt is going to impact what a, a line move like the live betting where he goes down you don't know his status going forward but he is such an impactful player on the defensive side and how do teams adjust and respond to that and I think the Raiders was really impressed Brady with the Raiders in that effort it, they had every excuse built into this game 
short week, emotional win at home on Monday night. Tons of injuries going on with this ball club, especially on the offensive line. Suffered another injury on the offensive line today as well. But plenty of things baked in for the Raiders to give an excuse to have a flat effort, and that was far from the case. They gave a very inspired effort, especially on the defense. Brady, I'm I'm really surprised. I think we've seen the change with Bradley coming over as the defensive coordinator. We've seen just a more aggressive mindset. They're, they they seem to play. It just seemed like they're comp- they're competing, and that's what it is. We didn't see that from the Raiders last year, competing on the defensive side of the football, making tackles and, and getting excited and picking up their teammates. We're seeing that right now from this team, and I think that's what surprised me most about the Raiders. Not the effort today. Great effort from the Raiders. Credit to that staff and Derek Carr leading that offense in the second half without T.J. Watt from Pittsburgh, but I think also the fact that this team is wrapping up, they're they're competing, they're tackling, they're playing very well on the defensive side, and that's ultimately part of the reason why they won today. The Kansas City Chiefs now have it down inside the five-yard line of the Baltimore Ravens. Under a minute left to go in the first half. I want to say it's maybe under 50 seconds left to go, but they'll have, I believe, first and goal from probably about the three- or four-yard line as they are currently locked in a 14-14 tie with the Baltimore Ravens. And another impactful defender uh, that might be lost for some time here, the Denver Broncos' Bradley Chubb. He was inactive in Week 1. He was active for today's game at Jacksonville, but he also had to leave the game in the first half, James, with an ankle injury. What have you read about Bradley Chubb and his availability going forward? He's like the rest of us, Brady. He's day-to-day. You know? We hear <laughs> yeah. those things sometimes with the players. But I think for Chubb, yeah, wasn't able to get out there last week. And we've seen Vaughn Miller. Now he's got three sacks on the year. That was really the, the thinking coming in for Vaughn Miller. last. Missed all of last year with his foot injury. And it's a contract year for Vaughn Miller. So what kind of effort? Well, how inspired were we going to see a, a pass rush reignited from the days of the Super Bowl days back five, six years ago for the Denver Broncos? Well, Vaughn Miller is back to his old, at least for the first two weeks. Now, granted, thinking about the, the level of talent that they've played when it comes to playing the Giants and the, the Jacksonville Jaguars and those offensive lines, yeah, you can feast on that a little bit. But I think for the Broncos, it, starts, it, it doesn't really start with the pass rush. It starts for Vic Fangio on the back end with that secondary and they've got a tremendous area they've got great safeties they're deep at the cornerback position yeah they lost Darby last week but they are very deep in that secondary and it starts from the back going forward for Vic Fangio and even with Chubb I think they can sustain that injury for Chubb haven't heard anything about the extent of it right now but the fact that that secondary is keeping them competitive each and every week and now we're seeing on the offensive side the impact of Teddy Bridgewater again playing the Jacksonville Jaguars temper the expectations based on their opponent but another since a really great game and uh, uh, making some plays making some big plays over the top was Teddy Bridgewater great game offensively for for Teddy Two Gloves so Denver right now coming back home for their home opener don't forget they're playing the Jets next week but this is the last place schedule Brady that the Denver Broncos are playing this year so it's going to be a very favorable schedule. That defense will keep them competitive each and every week. And now Teddy Bridgewater not only throw, not throwing the ball away, but he making plays offensively to put some points on the board. Going to be tough to come into Denver at any point in the season for any opponents going forward. The Kansas City Chiefs are in the end zone again. The extra point by Harrison Butker is good and now a 21-14 lead 
over the Baltimore Ravens. Looks like about just 40 seconds or so left in this ballgame before they go to the halftime break. The live line now in favor of Kansas City by nine and a half points. I believe that's as big as we have seen so far. And your total, the live total kicks back up to 63 and a half. How about Tyrod Taylor and the Houston Texans, James? He was putting together another pretty good game. They stayed competitive against the Cleveland Browns. They ended up covering that game. They closed as about 13.5-point underdogs. They ended up losing 31-21. Obviously, they covered that number, losing only by 10. But he had this team looking pretty decent. I don't think in either Week 1 or Week 2, this team has looked as bad as we thought they might be. Now, Davis Mills had to come in. He started the second half for the Houston Texans, but Tyrod Taylor, he is out with a, a hamstring injury he suffered in that game against Cleveland today. And hamstring injuries, you know, those can linger for such a long time. A lot of times you got to shut down, especially for somebody like Tyrod Taylor who utilizes his legs. He can, he can be a pocket passer when necessary, but he can also create plays outside the pocket, not so much trying to make big plays running the football down the field. He's not looking to rush the ball, but he can extend plays. He can climb out. He can climb up in the pocket and get outside the pocket and, and look for some plays down the field. And I think we've seen for the first two weeks, at least from a competitive standpoint, this Houston team, the, the Texans are competing, and you want to see that. If you're wanting to get involved and you want to invest in a team from week to week, that's what I look at it is when we're betting games. We're investing in these teams. You want to make sure that they're going to bring effort first and foremost. Is this team focused, and are they going to play hard? And at least credit to Coach Cully on that side coming to the Texans. I know it's not quite the roster in the quarterback position that he thought it was going to be when he took the job, but... This team is playing hard, and I think that's the competitive pride that you see show out with professionals in pro sports here, and you're seeing that with the Texans right now. And for Tyrod Taylor, giving them a sense of stability when it comes to having a veteran presence at the quarterback position, even though they, they're not going to have, they don't have, they don't have their all-star back there going for it. He's not going to play this year. But the fact that Tyrod Taylor now is injured. What kind of impact does that have, not only on the offense, but kind of the psyche of that team now that you don't have that stability and that leader at the quarterback position next week? James, you talked about Brandon Graham for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, tearing his Achilles. That could be a season ender right there. Also, Jarvis Landry with a sprained MCL. And we did see that Cleveland Browns offense kind of stall a little bit. I mean, they put 31 points on the board against the Houston Texans, but it looked like Baker Mayfield really missed his favorite target in Jarvis Landry. And then Carson Wentz, another foot injury for Wentz, and that could be a big deal for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, for the Colts and, and Wentz, it, some interesting play calls going on with Carson Wentz and putting him in some positions that I don't know if that's it's kind of outside the boundary of where he should be playing right now. But going back to Cleveland and thinking about the the impact of Jarvis Landry, you know Odell Beckham Jr. has not been on the field yet, still going through from ACL surgery from last year, so hasn't played yet this season. And now Jarvis Landry being out of there, yeah, missing his, his best target down the field. But this is a team that we know is going to be balanced, and they still will commit to running the football. They ran for 156 yards again today. 34, 34 runs today again for Cleveland. They will commit themselves to rushing the football. And anytime you know you've got Chubb and you've got Kareem Hunt back there in that offensive line to continue to road great, that is going to spell... Uh, you're, you're going to have some balance. You're going to be competitive offensively each and every week. So I think for Cleveland, even though they've, they're have they hurting at the, the wide receiver position, I love that running game, and that can keep you in each and every game going forward. It really helps out Baker Mayfield, who didn't have a great game today by any means. 
The Baltimore Ravens are back on offense, trailing 21-14, to 14, 47 seconds left in the first half. We'll get you updated on that. On the other side, we're also going to talk contests, the Westgate Super Contest, and also the Circa Millions and Circa Survivor when we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you on a Sunday night, keeping tabs on the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. Currently, it is 21-14 in favor of Kansas City, but Baltimore, in the waning seconds of the second quarter, has been able to drive this ball into Justin Tucker territory, and he busts one through the uprights there. So make that 21-17 as Baltimore tacks on three points there before the End of the first half, just three seconds now left on the clock there. Baltimore have to kick it off back to Kansas City. 
and they will likely head to the locker room winning by or tra- or leading by four points over Baltimore again 21-17 right now in favor of Kansas City the live line moves to five and a half in favor of the Chiefs and your in-game total now at 65 and a half and this was one of the most popular picks in both the Westgate Super Contest, James, and also the Circa Millions Contest. Of course, it was also a popular Circa Survivor Contest. Not one of the most popular, but there were a couple of players, I believe, who selected the Chiefs for Survivor this week. Uh, but let's first go through the Circa Millions consensus picks and see how they did. They were on the Panthers, the Steelers, the Chiefs, which, of course, is undecided the Patriots, and the Cardinals. So the Panthers is a winner. The Patriots is a winner. The Steelers and the Cardinals are a loser. So it could be a 2-3 and three or a 3-2 and two week for the Circa Millions consensus. Now, if you look at the Westgate consensus, boy, this is different here. The most popular picks in the Westgate Super Contest were the Steelers, the Eagles, the Chiefs I mentioned, the Rams, and the Cardinals. If the Chiefs don't cover, that is 0-5 for the consensus in the Super Contest. Well, good for us, because we're not... I, I know we're both playing in the Super Contest, so I think I have two of those. Do I have two of those? I have to back... No, actually, I don't. I don't have... I just have one of those. It's just the, the Chiefs, Brady, so that'd be good anytime you see the consensus turn upside down like that, and I think that's one of the things that, that's interesting when we're playing, if you're playing both contests. If you're playing both Circa Million and the Westgate Super Contest is... Also knowing that the lines can fluctuate a little bit. You might see a half a point here or a half a point there, and that can kind of drive you off. At least for me, sometimes that can drive me off a certain side if I'm not getting that hook. In particular, the Panthers. I think the Panthers, the Saints-Panthers game was three in the Super Contest. In, in the Circa Millions, it was three and a half. And we know the key number of certain key numbers in, in the NFL, and in particular for a three for the Panthers, getting that hook is pretty crucial. Didn't need it today, but uh, thinking about the Chiefs, I'm on the Chiefs for both contest Brady and I'm a little uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about this as they were driving the last the last possession for the Chiefs but I'm going to say this I think Andy Reid absolutely mismanaged the clock this last go around they had the ball with about three minutes to go they're going to get the ball to start the second half and they're running running hurry up there they should have been conscious of not giving the football back to the Baltimore Ravens Justin Tucker is good as soon as you get across midfield to be able to kick the ball from anywhere on that field they should never had the football back but they were snapping the ball with 10 12 15 seconds on the play clock not conscious of the uh, of where the clock was at that point I think, in my mind, poor clock management for Andy Reid for Kansas City. They should have been able to go in up by seven at halftime and then getting the football to start the second half. So right now, for me, in both the Circa Millions and the Westgate Contest, laying three and a half with the Chiefs, it's a little dicey at this point. Yeah, Andy Reid, a fantastic football coach, certainly one of the best in the league. He's been to multiple Super Bowls, won the Super Bowl two years ago. But clock management... That is not known as his strong suit. And I would agree with you there. Leaving Lamar Jackson and Justin Tucker a few ticks on the clock left made a big difference there for the Ravens. They go into the locker room knowing, hey, we're no longer down by seven. We're only one score back here. And now it's a four-point margin. And, and, you know, going in, I imagine the mindset for Baltimore, they know how injured they are. But they're maintaining some competitiveness in this ball game, And they've actually suffered a couple of more in-game injuries as well. We'll see how those pan out in the second half for Baltimore. But again, 21-17 right now in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs at the break. 
if you look at the Circa Survivor picks, James, I know you're involved in this contest, and I believe you were on the Browns and the Buccaneers, and those are both winners, so you survive and advance with those two. The Browns, of course, won their game. Buccaneers won handily. The Packers were the second most popular pick in the Circa Survivor contest, so that is still yet to be decided. That'll take place on Monday night. A lot of people had picked the Steelers. They will be eliminated after the Steelers lose to the Las Vegas Raiders, the Patriots, the Broncos. Those were both popular picks in the Circus Survivor. Those are winners. And then the Seattle Seahawks, there was 126 people that picked the Seattle Seahawks in the Circus Survivor. And I tell you what, you got to be pretty disappointed if you were back in the Seahawks today, James. They led by two touchdowns, I believe, early in the fourth quarter in that game. Ended up letting it go to overtime and ultimately losing to Tennessee. Had a 24-9 lead at the half, did Seattle. But that second half, they couldn't get off the field. They couldn't move the sticks. And I think they came out and had a touchdown the first drive for Seattle. And then from there, three straight three and outs, I believe. And that really flipped the field for the Titans. Titans started to establish the run. We talked earlier about the great game that Derrick Henry had, rushing the ball over 180 yards today. Most of that damage done in the second half and really wore Seattle down. You could just see it. They were getting eight, nine, ten big chunks of yardage each and every play, just getting pushed off the ball. Time of possession totally in favor. Sometimes time of possession doesn't really, it's not as a great indicator, but I think in this case here, you look at the time of possession and the total plays in favor of Tennessee. Tennessee 42-22 to 22 basically in time of possession domination and total plays. That's usually what I look at. How many plays did these players have to stay on the field for? 83 total offensive plays for the Titans, 52 for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. That was the difference in that second half. That defense just got worn down because Russell Wilson couldn't move the ball consistently in the second half. Yeah, and credit to Tennessee's much maligned defense, too. They were able to hold Wilson in check in the second half, even in overtime when Wilson got the ball. Uh, he was not able to produce and get a score for Seattle. Tennessee got the ball back, ultimately kicked a field goal and won the ball game. Let's review our best bets for the week, James, and uh, congrats to you. You went two uh, two out of three again. I unfortunately went one out of three. I took a, a stab with the Jets, and you know we talked about this game. If Zach Wilson doesn't turn the ball over four times, maybe we have a different result, but I'm kind of kicking myself. I probably got a little too, I, I probably gambled a little too much that the Jets were going to show up, and Obviously, the defense looked pretty good, but uh, just a, a poor offensive performance. So that was certainly a loss there. I was catching six points, didn't hit that one. And then, of course, that Seahawks uh, loss, that hurt me on my teaser there. I had the Seahawks tease down with the Browns down to minus six and a half. The Browns got there, uh, and it looked like the Seattle Seahawks were going to get there all day long, not only on a teaser, but uh, against the traditional spread as well, five and a half, six and a half, whatever it was. Uh, I did get a winner with the Panthers up to 10 and the Vikings up to 10 and a half. So able to squeak out a winner on that one. And of course, you and I both like the Panthers and the Vikings, not only in a teaser, but also just uh, against the normal uh, against the normal point spread. I think for the, for the Panthers, a great setup for Carolina. Second game of the season, second home game of the season for Carolina. No travel. That team was very healthy, too. We've seen McCaffrey come back. And I think pound for pound, the toughest player in the NFL is Christian McCaffrey. Another sensational game, over 150 yards in both rushing and receiving. And more so, it was like the spot for Carolina being in home and back-to-back games as a divisional home dog. But really... 
Saints, it's a situational thing for the Saints last week. Just so emotional that the game was so emotional for them and everything that they had to deal with back home in the state of Louisiana and at New Orleans with the hurricane rolling through there, being gone and and playing inspired football for their for their city and for their state and really throttling Green Bay and being so having that energy. Well, what was that hangover going to look like? How long was it going to take the New Orleans Saints to in a set? dry out from celebrating that big win against Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. But then you have to go back to Fort Worth. You're still not going home. And then the COVID situation hits, and it hits with the coaching staff. Didn't affect the players on the field, but it affects the coaching staffs, and you're not able to have those in-person meetings, which are much more effective than doing it virtually, Brady. And they didn't, as there were seven coaches that didn't get to attend the game either. And then the injuries that were there, so many key injuries. They have 12 players on injury reserve, key players for the New Orleans Saints on injury reserve. And then the last piece was Jameis Winston going to be able to repeat that five-touchdown performance that he had against Green Bay? Uh, completely the opposite. We He found the interception column again. He had two of those today and a goose egg when it came to to putting the ball in the end zone. It was just a flat effort to be expected for the New Orleans Saints today. And I think I... Uh was a little overzealous on patting you the back, uh, patting you on the back there for going uh, two and one. I guess it was actually two and two. I see you also had that rushing prop on David Montgomery over 64 and a half rushing yards. Well, you came up just short, my friend. He had 61. I'm sure you're well aware. Well, and what hurt was when when Andy Dalton went out. They those safeties. Remember, they didn't have they didn't have Ricardo Allen back there. They play a lot of single high safety with him in there, especially on the on certain downs. And he wasn't there today. And then when Dalton got hurt. You have the rookie Justin Fields coming in. Those safeties were able to creep up into that box and start to stuff the run. He had 20 attempts, I believe, 18 to 20 attempts, but they were up in that box and daring Fields to try to get something over the top against them, and Fields did not look comfortable. So I think that injury to Dalton not only impacted the offense, definitely impacted David Montgomery getting over that toll. Kansas City Chiefs leading the Baltimore Ravens 21-17 at the half. When we come back, we'll update the halftime line and the total game line as far as the live market goes when we return on the Pro Football Blitz right here at VSIN. Football season is here, and we have new talent shows to help you make the most of your fall betting action. The VEASAN lineup now has 21 hours of live programming every weekday, as well as additional shows on the weekend so you have the latest odds to stay on top of the in-game betting opportunities for every key game across the country. We've added new 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 across the country. We've added at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.